Welcome to the OTs Gone Rogue podcast, where we are all about supporting OTs who are choosing to think outside the box and do things differently. I'm your host, Melissa Lapointe. Over the years, I've had the pleasure of connecting with the most remarkable therapists who are finding their way as thought leaders, change makers, and heart-led entrepreneurs. They've helped to inspire me to think big and be brave in terms of finding my voice, putting myself out there, and bringing my work to a bigger stage. This podcast is a culmination of my personal and professional experiences as it relates to family wellness, women's health, coaching, overcoming adversity, brain health, and entrepreneurship. I'm using this platform to share inspirational stories, words of wisdom, and tangible resources where we can help more OTs around the globe to take the road less traveled, even when it feels messy and uncomfortable. Okay, are you ready to join us? This is the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. Hey everyone, Melissa Lapointe here and welcome to our very first official Friday episode drop for the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. As a reminder, Friday's show is generally going to be a little bit shorter where we're going to focus on business skill development and we're going to do it in small bite-sized chunks where you then commit to taking action. Meaning what I don't want happening is for you to binge listen to these episodes and for this to be yet another thing on your list that you're learning about versus carving out the time to actually implement what you're learning. Because let's be honest, we're seeing a lot of changes in the healthcare system and having more entrepreneurial skills as a therapist is definitely not a bad thing. And these skills that I'm going to be talking more about, they're not something that you magically acquire and then you're a master in. It's about commitment and practice, practice, practice. So to kick things off, the skill that I've chosen to focus on today is, drum roll please, how you see business. Because how you see business is going to determine what's possible. Now, you might be thinking, wait a minute, Melissa, how is this skill development? Stay with me here. So my question for you, do you really think that anything is possible? Do you really feel that anything is possible deep down in your core? Do you know that anything is possible? Are you living day to day like anything is possible? Or maybe anything is possible, but at a cost. Or anything is possible, but to a certain extent. Anything is possible, provided we don't stretch our imagination too far beyond our reference point for what's possible. So speaking of reference points for what's possible, when we were in OT school, I don't know about you, but I didn't have many living examples in my life for OTs in business. The few OT entrepreneurs that I was introduced to had more traditional brick and mortar practices. So that's what I thought being in business was all about. Fast forward to 2015, 2016-ish, when I was doing a deeper dive into online revenue streams as part of my business model. People from our profession thought I was a little out there. There weren't many OTs in the online space five years ago, and once again, it was really stretching my imagination to think outside the box in terms of service delivery, especially when I didn't have a blueprint to follow. 
I was also trying to use more traditional business resources and marketing techniques for this business that I was creating in the online space, meaning how I was seeing business. My future vision with all the different possibilities was based on my perception of business. And our perceptions are the filters that we use when we see the world, when we see the marketplace, when we see potential clients, when we see our business goals, when we see the world of possibility. So our perceptions help to create this box. You know, this is what we think is possible. And then we spend a lot of time really trying to squeeze ourselves into that box. Now, we're not born with these perceptions. They are created from our environment, our beliefs, our interpretations, our schooling, our upbringing. And you know as well as I do that someone's perception of something doesn't mean that it is something. Our perception is not our truth. So let's come back to this concept and how it relates to business. I want to give you an example where we can unpackage this a little more. So a couple of years ago, I was having a lot of resistance to building a team. I was also hitting my glass ceiling where I didn't have very much left to give. I was working as hard as I could. I didn't have any more hours left. I didn't know how to clone myself. So the obvious solution to this conundrum would be to hire someone. But I was so stuck in my head about this process. My coach at the time then guided me through an exercise where I was able to identify the following beliefs. Building a team means having more responsibility and working more hours, which will be really hard on my marriage. It will be really hard on my family. Building a team means more expenses and overhead, which means less profit, less money going into my pocket. Being a team means more pressure, more stress, more time spent on handling conflict, which means less time spent doing the things that I love. Being a team means more people will be there to see me screw up. In a nutshell, these beliefs that I had been carrying around, my default programming was telling me that building a team would have a negative impact on my family, where I would make less money, and I would have less time to do the things that I love. Now, that may have been my perception of building a team, especially when I wasn't really giving it a lot of thought. You know, this was very much my, when I say my default programming, I wasn't putting a lot of attention on it per se. I was assuming this was truth. But each of those things, is that truth? Now, does building a team 100% mean for a fact that you are going to have more responsibility on your shoulders, you are going to work more hours, and it is going to be hard on your family? Do you know anybody with a team who, because of the team, they actually have less on their shoulders? Because of their team, they're actually working less? Because of their team, they actually are more present at home with their family? So this is what I mean by challenging our perceptions. And on a side note, this is the benefit of having a coach who can guide you through this. All right. 
Now, if these were my beliefs about building a team, if this is how I was seeing my business, my perception of business, can you understand why I was having some resistance to hiring someone? Is it that I needed to get better in terms of HR processes? Is it that there were certain skills that I was missing or is it that I had to take a closer look at what my thoughts and beliefs were telling me and questioning, is that true? All right, so here's another example. I was resistant to running bigger launches. This was going on for quite some time. I would just feel really, I would continue to put off timelines. I would continue to water things down. I would continue to not commit. And what I was then able to tease out through a coaching call were the following beliefs. Bigger launches mean needing a bigger team. Bigger launches mean more overhead, more expenses, and more energy. Bigger launches mean more problems and more stress. Bigger launches mean more sacrifice where I'm not present with my family. Bigger launches mean more distractions, which makes me an inattentive mother. So therefore, based on my perception, based on my beliefs, bigger, more successful launches, according to my default programming, will only come at the sacrifice of my marriage, my health, and my ability to be a good mom. Oof. <laughs> so again, if that's how I'm walking around seeing business, am I really operating from a place of anything being possible? Or is this me operating from a place of thinking that something is possible, but only if I give up something else? Meaning my future vision is being constricted by how I see business, by my thoughts, my beliefs, my perceptions. Now, this is why I love using this podcast to highlight the different ways that OTs are showing up in the world because we desperately need a different perspective on business. Another perspective that I want to share is this idea that you can only build online revenue streams if you're sacrificing connection and therapeutic relationship. Because I've heard OTs say that they don't want to work online because they'll miss the connection they have with their clients and patients. Are you starting to catch this, you guys? The perception, the limiting beliefs, the stories that sneak up on us sometimes? Because this is a perception. In the last 18 months, I have never felt more connected with my clients. And I have yet to meet most of them in person. You can 100% build online revenue streams as a therapist in a way where you're connected to your people. Another perception that I want to challenge you on, and this one's a biggie, most OTs think or perceive that you need a bigger email list or fancier tech or more funnels in order to succeed in the online space. And I get it. Everyone tells you that you need a bigger list. We hear this all the time. Everyone tells you that you need leverage offers. Everyone tells you that you need fancier tech. You need more automations. But here's the thing, you guys. I know, again, so many OTs who are generating revenue in the online space where they are location independent, where they're making their own hours, and they don't have big email lists. There's something to be said about quantity, or excuse me, let me rephrase that. There's something to be said about quality over quantity. 
I know OTs who are doing just fine. They don't have huge social media followings. You guys, I don't have a big email list. I don't have a huge social media following. We still operate primarily from word of mouth referrals, believe it or not, meaning it is possible to build relationship-based businesses that are location independent, where you're working with people virtually, where you're generating a healthy profit. And yes, you can do this with a small audience with a small list. So I want you to stop finding reasons why other OTs are having success in the online space and you're not. Instead, I want you to slow down and be curious about your situation. How do you see business? What do you think is possible? And if you want to take it a step further, here's your homework for today. The first thing I want you to do is write down your big, hairy, audacious business goals for what it means to do things differently while also getting paid. How many people do you want to reach? How do you want to be working with them? Sky's the limit. Follow your heart on this. How much money do you want to be making doing this work, working with your ideal clients? Okay, so now that we have this baseline, so our big, hairy, audacious goal, the next step is I want you to do a brain dump on all the different ways you can get there. So if your big, hairy, audacious goal is to pay yourself $100,000, what are the different ways you can get there? Where let's say your business or your, you have a revenue stream that's generating $200,000 a year so that you can pay yourself $100,000 a year. Okay, what are all the different ways we can generate $200,000? Well, you can find 10 clients who will pay you $20,000 for a full year of working with them, right? It can be as simple as that. You can find 100 clients who will pay you $2,000 for, you know, coming up with a package, going more, looking at different ways of doing a deeper dive with them. You can sell 10,000 ebooks at $20 each. Hopefully I'm doing my math right while I'm thinking on the spot. So what are all the different ways that you can get there? What are the different ways you can do business to get to that big, hairy, audacious business goal? So you could take a step back, take a stretch break, grab a drink of water. And then I want you to come back and look at all these different ideas that you've written down. And I want you to ask yourself, are these the only ways you can reach that goal? If you and I were having coffee and you were to show me your list of options, so at this point, I have seen hundreds, if not thousands, of different business models. So if you were to show me your list of options, do you think that I would agree with you and say, yes, good job, here's your gold star, these are the only possible ways for you to reach your goal, you figured it out? Or do you think I may challenge you on there still being other ways? Do you think there's still opportunity for you to expand on this idea of what's possible? Can you be curious and acknowledge that you're doing the best you can with the resources and the experiences that you have, but perhaps your perception of doing business? Now, maybe we can still lean into this and grow what is possible. Because remember, 
how you see business determines what's possible. So if you can expand your horizons, if you can let go of expectations, if you can get out of that box that we've created for ourselves and just be open to opportunity. And with that being said, let's start to wrap this up. If you've enjoyed this shorter episode, I would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at OT's Gone Rogue or in our OT's Gone Rogue Facebook community. Better yet, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And before you go, just a reminder that I'm hosting a free three-part training series on the business of coaching. We're kicking things off May 24th, and you can sign up at www.melissalapointe.com forward slash coaching. All right, friends, that's it from me for today. I'm really, really looking forward to the content we're working on for our Friday episodes, and I'm super excited to have more of you on this journey with us. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week.